0: Lives into legacies. Living word with Pastor Mansa Otubil. And now, today's word: living in expectancy. And this is the second part of living in expectancy. And many times, you know, when we are thinking about our lives, we think about. What, what does God want for our lives? What is God's plan for us? What is God's purpose for us? Am I living in the purpose of God? What has happened to me? Should it have happened? Could it have been better? And so on. And I'm going to try to uh, address some of these concerns today in my message. So my subtitle for this part two is Should, Could, and Would. Should, Could, Would. I'm sure you wonder what kind of sermon title is should could would you will get to understand them later. But before I get into the substance of my message, I want to make two important statements because they affect what I'm going to say uh, today. When we talk about the will of God, there are two things I want to bring to your notice about the will of God. It's not everything about the will of God, but these two are important because they relate to what I'm saying. The first one is the sovereign will of God, sovereign will of God. Sovereign will of God is what God has decreed and what God does. So there are things that could change it. There is going to be a judgment day and nothing is going to change it. That's the sovereign will of God. There is coming the end of this age and we can't pray against it. That's the sovereign will of God. The salvation, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ was the sovereign will of God. When we say something is the sovereign will of God, it means that God oversees it, ordains it, and implements it irrespective of what we do. Nothing we do, say, pray, act, affects the sovereign will of God. That is what he does because he's sovereign, he's king, he's lord over everything. So that's one thing. Then there is something else called the permissive will of God. The permissive will of God is what God allows to be done. What God allows to be done. This is normally conditional. You can pray about it. uh, You can intercede and things will change because it's not in the sovereign will of God. It's in the permissive will of God. Much of what I am going to teach today uh, relates to the permissive will of God, not the sovereign will of God, because we can't do much about that, but we can do something about the permissive will of God, what God permits or what God allows to happen in our lives. There are things that happen in our lives uh, that God allows, even though it is not his intention that it should happen, but he will allow it and we can do something about them. So I'm going to focus more on the second part, the permissive will of God my teaching is going to be based from a popular uh, scripture in Jeremiah chapter 18 and verses 5 to 10. Jeremiah chapter 18 verses 5 to 10. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this porter says the Lord. Look as the clay is in the hand is in the porter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up, to pull down and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I've spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. And the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it. If it does evil in my sight, so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good which I said I would benefit it. So God is talking about nations here, but the principle affects individuals as well in this passage. The first we want to look at is should. When we say something should be, It means uh, it is something that is expected to happen. Something that is expected to happen. So there are things that are expected to happen. I want you to pay attention to verse 7. It says, the instant I speak concerning a nation. The instant I speak. In other words, God says some things. He says things about people. He says things about nations. And that message that God has for a nation, He speaks in an instant. He speaks at the point in time. So this verse, or that declaration, God speaking to us in an instant, is based on where we are at a time. Or at a point in time. Where we are at a point in time, in life. Now if you... Look at the parable closely. Jeremiah goes to the porter's house and he sees a porter and he's working and he's working with clay. At a point, the clay is in the porter's hand and something beautiful is coming out. At another point, the clay is still in the porter's hand but it is mud, it is destroyed. At both times, it's in the porter's house. One moment, it is doing well. The other moment. It does not do well. So when God says the instant I speak concerning the nation. He's saying. At, based on where you are at that time. I can speak about you. I can make a declaration. I can say something about you. In an instant. At a point in time. Second thing I want you to note. Is what God says to us. At a point in time. What God says to us at a point in time. In the verse 7, he says, The End I speak concerning a nation, concerning a kingdom, to pluck up, to pull down and to destroy. Verse 9, he says, The End I speak concerning a nation and a, a kingdom, to build and to plant it. So sometimes God thinks about a nation that are good. You will be built, you will be great, you you will excel, you will do well. But it's based on an instant. It's based on where you are at that particular point in time. Another time he's saying there is destruction coming, things are not going to go well for you. It's based on where you are at the time. What does that mean? It means that there are points in our lives where we are in a certain state. And the state we are in predicts our future. So, for example, if you find somebody who is drinking a lot of alcohol and they get up in the morning, they drink, 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 afternoon, drink, 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 evening, drink, 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 drink. If you tell them you're going to have liver disease, You are not cursing them. You are predicting their future based on where they are now. If you drink so much alcohol without relent, you are predicting a certain disease upon yourself. If you are always fighting people in your office and you don't get on with anybody in your office, it is predictable that you lose your job. Now that is not a curse. That is a prediction based on your current behavior because you are quarrelsome. also. If you don't save any money, and every money that comes into your hands, you, you just squander, 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 you have no investment, you have no savings, you don't think about tomorrow, you will be poor. So at that instant, God can say, poverty is awaiting you. And when he's saying poverty is awaiting, it doesn't mean I have designed for you to be poor. He's saying based on the instant you are in and what you are doing, this is how things are going to end for you. So there are times God speaks to us and it's based on where we are, what we are doing or what we are not doing, actions you are taking. And then he can say... Disaster is coming your way based on the actions you're taking. So God is speaking to Israel and he's saying. Now, if you look at uh, Jeremiah, the moment God called Jeremiah, Jeremiah starts speaking to Israel. You're going to captivity. You're going to captivity. Disaster is coming. Disaster is coming. Disaster is coming. Now, if you listen to Jeremiah, you think nothing can be done about the state of Israel. They're going to be in trouble. So God says, Mr. Jeremiah, let me show you once another side of this. Go to the porter's house. He showed him a porter who's laying and molding something. At one moment it's going well, another moment it's going badly. And then at another moment it goes another moment it goes well. And God says, This is how my will is. At an instant I can speak concerning you, but what I say is not the finality of it. It's how things should be if you continue where you are. If you come from a very broken home, it is likely your marriage will be broken because you saw a bad example. If you come from a very, very uh, drug, a bad alcoholic family, it is likely you'll be a drunker. Doesn't mean you will be, but where you are can indicate. Where you're going to be. That's the first, should be. The second is could. Could, everybody say could. Now this is the heart of the whole message, could. Should is powerful but could is more powerful. Could is what can possibly happen. What can possibly Happen. This is the heart of everything I'm saying. This is the heart of the message God is giving to Jeremiah. And why is could important? Because could speaks of possibility. Everybody say possibility. Say one more time. Say possibility. Say it like you are in church. Where are you? Are you in possibility? Possibility. So I'm going this way. Predictably, I'm going to end that way. I take a bus, it's going to Kumasi. Predictably, I should be in Kumasi. But somewhere in the line, there can be a code where I can change direction and instead of going to Kumasi, go somewhere else. Somebody say, I can do it. So although predictably, I'm supposed to end this way, I can change direction. Could, could. And that is premised on Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 17. This is something God spoke through Jeremiah to Israel. And it's very important. It says, have you not brought this on yourself? In that you are forsaking the Lord your God where he led you in the way. So God is saying, the reason why you're going into captivity, the reason why Jeremiah is saying captivity, because God wants Babylon to conquer you, but He says you have brought it upon yourself. How did it upon yourself? How did you bring it upon yourself? Because you walk in the path that is leading to captivity. There are a lot of things God will say about you today that you have brought on yourself. God didn't bring it on you. You know, one of the things about our Ghanaian African culture is we don't... When when you tell people of the possible outcome of their choices, they think it's a curse. They think it's a. Okay. they think you're, they say, don't curse me, don't, don't speak bad luck to me. But it's not speaking bad luck. If somebody takes a Kumasi bus, and I say, you will go to Kumasi, he can't say, hey, you can't tell me I'll go to Kumasi, but you took the bus. You are on the flower Road. And I say, you will get to a flower. I'm not not going to a flower. I'm going to to Takara. You can't tell me I will get to a flower. You will get to a flower. It is not a curse. It is the instant I am speaking to you. Based on your choices and actions, God says to Israel, this is what I'm telling you. You're going to captivity not because I planned it in my sovereign will, but I will permit it because you have brought it upon yourself. Because sometimes, you know, we say things about, well, whatever happens is God. In a sense, God knows everything, but whatever happens is not God's sovereign will. A lot of things happening in our lives, God doesn't want it to happen. And he's going to bring you to a point where you can change it. And that's what he's saying to Israel, that's why he took Jeremiah to the porter's house. You can change it, it is mad, but something can be done productively out of this pot that is destroyed. Somebody say, I can, could is based on two things, change of action, if you turn around, change of action and secondly, change of consequences. God says I will relent change of action comes from seeing I'm headed in the wrong direction and I'm making the wrong choices and God says if you change direction I will relent the disaster is not gonna happen but interestingly he said the same thing about people who are headed towards disaster and people who are headed towards blessing. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensa Ottoville, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Mensah Ottoville, email Ottoville at centralgospel.com, or call plus 233